0: Dad is one of God's chosen. Gay. <laughs> Sorry, that's what the Winchesters is going to reveal.
1: <laughs> Hello and welcome back to Super Hell, aka the Mystery Spotcast, a show where two recovering Supernatural fans subject themselves to a rewatch so no one else ever has to watch Supernatural again. I'm Claudia. My pronouns are she/her. You can find me on social media at Kaludia says K-A-L-U-D-I-A says.
0: And I am Ollie. I use any pronouns. And you can find me on social media at Ollie Fresh. That's fresh with a Ph. We made it. We made it here. We got to season two. We got to season two, guys. Sorry. It's been a rough ride. It's been oh man. And you know what? I will tell you these first two episodes, it's a it's a it's a lot. This it's I op- so much. I opened the supernatural wiki as I'm known to do when we record this episode so I can remind myself of the plot because I watched the episodes a couple days ago. And the plot summary for this first episode we're going to cover is so long. <laughs>
1: it, this is also a pretty classic episode. So if if for those who don't remember, season one ended on quite the cliffhanger and it goes like it goes straight in. It goes straight into some yeah. absolute bad shit craziness. Do you want to explain um, some
0: of the stuff that we are that ended that season one ended with just to, so that we can know what we're trying to
1: resolve in this episode? Yes. So basically, um, so we have this whole thing with the yellow-eyed demon, which killed Sam and Dean's mom and Jess, Sam's girlfriend, and they've been chasing it this whole time. And they finally get to it, and they have this special gun named the Colt, uh, which they have wasted a couple of the bullets, which is supposed to be able to kill anything. Um, and they actually trap the yellow-eyed demon, uh, they get it actually inside their father's body, and their father is like, I have it trapped here. Another thing that happens, I think we may have mentioned it very
0: briefly in last week's episode, but it does reemerge. um, is John does say, while the yellow-eyed demon is trapped in his body, he's goading Sam, and the yellow-eyed demon is like, I have plans for you, and the other children like you. Yes. It's an important note
1: yes uh so he's yeah he's he's trapped inside um uh their dad's body and he says that creepy little thing about sam sam's like mm, we don't have time to unpack all that and he uh their dad is like okay i i have a little bit of control while i have control you need to kill me uh, with the demon like inside of me and sam's like i'm not gonna do that that's gonna kill um the it's gonna kill you like I'm not gonna do that it's about you know the whole struggle between like saving our family and hunting the monster it, that's the whole struggle of the whole fucking show um, and then uh, he doesn't he shoots him in the leg and then the, the demon escapes and uh, Dean is really hurt uh, their dad is really hurt they and this sh- the season finale ends with them like driving down the road and Sammy like oh shit with them really fucked up in the back of the car and then they get like t-boned by a truck um, driven by we see a demon who just like d- just plows them off the road and then it goes black and we don't know so if we pick up with season two um them let's, waking up in the car <laughs>
0: let's go okay
1: like. so we I'm gonna cover this
0: episode this is the first episode of season two season two episode one in my time of dying that is the name of the episode came out September 28th 2006 what a time let's get into it so as claudia said season two starts with them sam waking up in the impala and this truck driver who's possessed who t-boned them gets out of the truck and he walks over to the car and sam wakes up like just as the dude is opening the car door and sam was like get back or i'll kill you and the demon's like i don't think you will you're saving that bullet for someone else, the someone else being the yellow-eyed demon. And then Sam, like, pulls back the hammer, and he's like, you want to bet? You want to bet, motherfucker? I'll kill you. And then the demon kind of goes like, hee hee hee, and then the demon leaves this man's body. And the man is like, oh my god, did I just hit you with my truck?
1: Oh my god, I'm gonna call 911, I'm so sorry. Ah." I felt so bad for that guy, I was like- like, that's like a nightmare for a trucker or like a train driver. Or yeah. whatever. Like, like your career's over. Like, yeah. And Sam but Sam is like,
0: Dad, Dean! And they're just like not responding. And he's like, Oh, this is not good. The next scene is we see Dean and Sam and John on like stretchers. Uh, they're getting like airlifted out. And Sam is like talking they... to the paramedics, and he's like, Uh, are they okay are they alive
1: and the paramedic is like you need to stay still they had some real budget for this season i was like damn they got helicopters damn okay yeah exactly it is so
0: slay um and then we get the splash the title screen it says supernatural and here's the thing last season it just said supernatural in like these like bluish white glowing letters right this season it says supernatural but it's like a burst of flames So it just goes to show every season of Supernatural, something that we will talk about when we get to next season, too, is that the title screen is always different, and it's almost reflective of what the main antagonist or main through-line of the season will be. So this season has something to do with fire! (laughs) So, the next scene that we get, we're in a hospital room. Dean is like, hello? Like, he, he wakes up and he's walking around this hospital and he's like, hello? There's, like, there's no one here. What? He goes up to, like, the front desk and there's a woman and she's, like, filing papers. She's on the phone and he's like, excuse me, ma'am? Like, I just got up out of my hospital bed. Can you help me? And she just, like, doesn't respond. Like, she keeps doing what he's doing. He's like, hello? Please? He's, like, snapping in her face and she's not responding. He's like, "Uh uh-oh. Something's not right. (laughs) So he runs back up to his hospital room and he sees himself on the hospital bed and he's like oh oh no uh uh that's no good um Sam walks in and Sam is like oh no like this is so sad because Dean is like unconscious and Dean out of his body is like Sam please acknowledge me and he doesn't he's like how's dad you know i'm here right how's dad um hello sam and sam again does not respond because dean is not of this realm he's only seeing dean's actual body which is unconscious on the hospital bed it is at that moment where dean is like freaking out he's like oh my god what is happening that a doctor walks in and he's like hey sam uh, your father is awake, and you can go see him if you want. And Sam is like, well, what about my brother? And the doctor is like, he has suffered a bunch of injuries, but the main thing I'm worried about is the head trauma. Because that is, like, like, even if he wakes up, we don't know what the damage is going to be. And Sam was like, if! And then ghost is like, what? <laughs> Hello? Are you serious right now? Please say psych. Um, Sam is not having a good time. But the doctor's like, hey, you need to be realistic about your expectations. He's a, pretty, he's a pretty good doctor. He's he was very nice about it. Yeah, he he had probably the best bedside manner of any doctor that we've seen so far this this in the show. Well the last doctor ended up being a striga, so Well that is true. To be fair, that doctor's bedside manner was not terrible either. No. <laughs> um so then we cut to in John's hospital room, Sam is there. And John is like, this is so funny because Sam is like, John is clearly just woken up and he's like, here, give them my ins- my insurance card. And he pulls out like a fake insurance card with a fake name on it. And I just, the idea
1: of going to a hospital and having, and get, trying to use a fake insurance card. Did they like forget how insurance works? Like they have to like run the number. I mean, it's clear like he's stealing it from somebody else, but like it was very america core this is very america core it's like i just woke up from being hit by a car i gotta give them my insurance <laughs> yeah i gotta get my
0: insurance and i'm like you know what john you may be so out of touch so deeply but i respect that you said no i can't make my son pay out of pocket for this hospital visit he's <laughs> like let me get the yellow-eyed demon to
1: call medical billing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so john asks about dean he's like oh is he okay and Sam is like, there's nothing I haven't already told you, assuming that he already talked to John about what the doctor said. And Dean is, or Sam is like, Sam is like, it doesn't matter if the hospital can't do anything. Like,
1: we'll figure something out. John, oh, John. you are you are forgetting one thing before, is that when he is in the room with Dean, ghost Dean above his body says something that, it's a bit problematic. Uh, he's like, just just go find some hoodoo shit and and get me back in here whatever first of all it's very problematic whenever they use hoodoo or voodoo or talk about it um it's just very disrespectful in the show a lot to unpack there um but he says that and then when sam is in the next room talking to their father uh he says the same thing that dean said
0: yeah he's he's like, like
1: we'll find some hoodoo
0: magic to bring him back and john's like Okay.
1: Yeah. it's <laughs> so, like, And it's like the same phrase. So it's like clearly he's he's he has sensed something and he doesn't realize because I mean, remember Sam is our special boy. I also
0: think that it could be an example because Dean saying it Sam cannot hear him. Dean's like, Oh, you need to do this. And then Sam uses the exact same phrase because I think there is a chance that it's like, Oh, he was sensing something. But I also like the idea that they are just brothers. So they just say the same yeah. thing and just have the same thoughts. It's just very a very funny little detail.
1: Yeah. Or like how podcasters have the same five jokes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they would... Sam and Dean's alpha male podcast would rule. No!
0: But anyway, Sam is like, we'll find someone to help Dean. And John is like, yes... That's a good idea. We'll definitely look, but like, I don't know. And Sam was like, well, we found a faith healer before. And John's like, that was one in a million. But like, we'll, we'll look like we'll leave no stone unturned. Okay. Sam, I promise. (laughs) And then Sam was like, okay, okay. And then John is like, so where's the cult? And Sam says, your son is dying and you're worried about the cult? And John is like, hey, listen, we're still hunting this demon and it's probably still after us. We do need the gun. Like, that is quite important. And Sam is like, you're a (laughs) It's in the trunk of the car. And John is like, you need to go clean out the trunk before someone else finds our stuff. And Sam's like, I already called Bobby. He is going to take the car back to his place. And (laughs) then John is like, okay. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Yeah. He's like, okay, yeah, that's fine. Anyway, here's a list. So if you could take this to Bobby and get some ingredients for me, I'd really appreciate it. And Sam looks at the list and he's like, oh, what is it? And John's like, oh, it's for protection. And then Sam's like, okay, cool, I'm going to go. But then he turns around and he's like, hey, dad. Did you know what the demon meant when he said he had plans for me and children like me? And John's like, no i don't i don't know what that means so sam starts to leave and dean is standing in the corner of the room ghost spirit dean so clearly he overheard the whole conversation and he's like yeah he has this look on his like he has this look on his face like he's like i know what you are he's like fuck no he's like Oh no, he's hiding something. John is hiding something for. My dad is a fucker. He's hiding something for real, for real. It's like a low key
1: jump scared. Like, Sam walks yeah. out and then, like, pans over to Dean and he's like, I've got your number, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so true. That's me whenever I see John.
0: So true. Good for Dean. Honestly, good for him entering his fuck John era.
1: Yeah. I mean, this actually is some pretty good character development because it used to be Sam who doubted everything that their dad said, and now it's Dean who's like, hmm. Yeah. That doesn't really check out, which is kind of what we deal with in these next two episodes also. is kind mm-hmm. of his role reversal. Very much so. So we cut
0: to the junkyard, to Bobby's, Bobby's junkyard where he has all of these cars. And we see this shot of the Impala and it is like fucked. Like it is not going, it is not repairable. And Bobby's like, dude, Sam, I get it. I understand that you don't want to mess with the car but like we cannot fix this the engine is completely destroyed the shell of the car is like crumpled up like there's nothing that we can do we should probably just sell it for parts and sam is like if there's one part of the car that's still working it's good enough which is clearly like he's talking about the car but he's really talking about dean like i love i love man america core (laughs) yeah but he's like we can't just give up and bobby's like "Uh, Yes. Yeah. Like, clearly Bobby's, like, clocking that he is talking about Dean. And he's like, yep, you know what? No, Sam. You're right. Yeah, absolutely. No, we'll we'll keep it. Dean can work on it when he gets here. Bobby, once again, the superior parent on this show.
1: Absolutely. His this emotional
0: is... maturity is through yeah. the fucking roof. He's like, I'm gonna care for these boys if it's the last fucking thing I do. Then Sam is like, oh, um, I forgot. I have this list that my dad gave me. He asked if you could get some ingredients. And Bobby's like, okay, here, let me see. And he looks at the list and he looks up at Sam and he's like, this is interesting. That's so weird. What did he say this was for?
1: And Sam's like, he said it was for protection. And Bobby's like, I don't, I don't know about that. Well, because... no. And then Sam is like, Bobby, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah. He's like, he... yeah. He's like, Bobby,
0: be real with me, homeboy. What is this? Then we cut away. We don't know what it is, but we'll find out. We're in Dean's hospital room. Dean is, Dean's body is still like lying there, unresponsive. John is sitting by his bed and spirit Dean walks up behind him. and He's like, dad, you've got to help me, please. You haven't called anyone. Are you going to do anything? Like I've been sitting here watching you just sit here this whole time. Are you going to say anything to me? Like, and he starts having this bit of a meltdown cuz John also can't hear him but he's like I've done everything you've ever asked me I've given everything I have ever had and now you're just going to sit there and watch me die and he says what the hell kind of father are you and he was, he, Jensen was acting his fucking
1: ass off. No, the whole was. episode
0: but in that part especially you're like holy shit. No, just cuz like when he finally says like what the hell kind of father are you I was like let's go Dean is having character development where he's learning not to idolize his dad.
1: This is his um, first step before he realizes that he's gay also. He good first He first has to unpack his daddy issues. It did take then, an out-of-body experience, but we're getting there. Yeah.
0: Then, something peculiar happens. John is still sitting there, just, like, not responding to him. And Dean's like, wait a minute, I just heard something in the hall. So, he looks out in the hall and he sees this. This was, like, a jump scare, because, again... Fans of the Mysteries Podcast will know that I watched this on 1.5 speed. So this was about the fastest thing I've ever seen in my life. But this, like, white spirit flies past the the door. And Dean, like, runs out and looks. And he's like, what was that? And he's like, I take it you didn't see that, to John. But John doesn't respond because he can't hear him. So Dean's, like, running down the hall looking. And he's like, what is that? And then he hears a woman, like having an issue so he runs into one of the hospital rooms and she's like he sees this white figure this very creepy ghost looking creature almost like sucking the life out of her and then he runs up to her and he's like hey oh my god but he can't do anything because again he is not tangible but he's like oh my god help help no one's coming to help because they can't hear me and then this woman dies And then Dean's like, "Uh uh-oh, this is not good. And then we go to commercial break. (laughs) This episode is fucking
1: crazy. The the tone shifts in this episode are
0: insane. And there's still so much more. This is all in the first, like, 15 minutes of the episode. Like, this is, it is off the shits. So, we go back to John's room. John is in the bed again. Sam walks in and he's fucking pissed. Dean's spirit, like, sees the ghost Dean, sees him walking in and he's like, Hey, Sam, Sam, there's something in the hospital. There's something in the hospital. Come on, there's something in the hospital. Quickly, I need your help, please. And Sam obviously does not hear him. But Sam walks into John's room and he's like, Hey, dude, what the fuck? And John is like, Hey, what's wrong? And Sam's like, Did you think I wouldn't find out? The stuff you asked Bobby for was not for protection. It was for summoning a demon. You care more about this demon than you do about helping Dean. And John starts to get frustrated. He's like, no, you don't understand. Like, this is very important. Like, we don't have a lot of ch- we don't have time. Like, it's probably already looking for us. It could be killing other people. And they just start kind of butting heads. And Dean's spirit is like, hey, guys, come on. Stop it. God damn it. Like, what are you doing? I hate it here. Like, this is so frustrating. And he just kind of moves his hand and pushes a glass of water off the table and then both sam and john look over and they're like bitch what huh
1: it's 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 quite crazy um they're both like i mean i mean they hunt ghosts for a living so even they were a little like perturbed (laughs) yeah they were
0: like what okay but then dean like flickers and he falls to his knees like he's in pain and he's like, uh oh, that's not good. Something's something's not right. And Dean's like, what is happening? Then we flash back to Dean's room. Sam like runs up and he sees that the his heart has stopped. Like you hear him flatlining, and the doctors are in there, like giving him like the 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 shock paddles. Shock panels?
1: I don't know what it's
0: <laughs> called. <laughs> the shock of life. <laughs> so they're, they're trying to revive him is what's weird so smart guys they're trying to revive him and it's it's not going well like they're doing it a lot and nothing's happening but dean ghost dean walks up behind sam who's sitting in the doorway and he sees this white ghostly form hovering over his body so he's like uh uh-uh, uh no we're not doing that and he runs up and grabs it and like pushes it away from his body and his heart starts beating again and then the the spirit like dissipates and he's like okay well if i can grab it i can kill
1: it i'm yeah, gonna just stop how, whatever I, the fuck that is i love how he's like yeah i'm dying but time to get to work sorry you need you need some work life balance it's not good so did it life balance get life it? balance
0: work life balance that could be the name of this episode <laughs> so dean runs out into the hallway and he's looking for the the thing he's like where are you It's gone. He's like, what the heck? Sam is in the hallway. He's having a bit of a moment because he's like, oh my God. And Dean is like, don't worry, Sammy. I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to find that thing before it gets me. And he's like, it's some kind of spirit. If I can grab it, I can kill it. And he starts kind of talking and Sam turns and looks at where Dean, spirit Dean is standing. And it's obvious like, oh, he heard him or he kind of felt his presence or something. And then Dean's like, oh my god wait hang on and then he hears a woman's voice yelling like can't you see me why won't you look at me like from outside in the hall and he's like oh fuck I gotta go deal with this so he runs outside and he sees this girl like on the stairs clearly she's dressed as a patient and she's walking around and Dean runs up to her and he's like hey can you see me and she's like oh my god you can see me I don't know what's happening I woke up and I'm like I'm so confused and he's like I'm Dean and she's like I'm Tessa and she's like, am I dead?" And he's like, here. They walk to her room and they see her body lying on the bed. Her mother sitting beside her. And she's like, this has to be a dream. And Dean's like, it's not. This is not a dream. We're both in the same situation. Have you ever heard of an out-of-body experience? And she's like, are you some sort of new age guy? And he says, you see me messing with crystals or listening to Yanni? It's actually a very old idea. It's very 2006-4. Like, start...
1: Also- Yeah, you will be messing with crystals later because you're a gay boy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, where's AU where Dean owns a metaphysical
0: supply shop? (laughs) I mean, isn't that just the Men of Letters bunker? (laughs) So true. They just turn it into a little new age crystal shop. That's what Sam does after the finale. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. He tells her that he's like oh yeah i think we're like having an out-of-body experience together like i think we're the spirits of bodies that are close to death and she's like are we gonna die And he's like no because you always have a choice and she's like, like oh there's the thesis of the show <laughs> yeah then we cut to john's room sam is telling John. He's like, he came in. And he's like, I'm telling you, it felt like Dean was there. Like he was just out of eyeshot. Like I felt his presence in that room. Is that possible? And John's like, well, anything's possible. And Sam's like, well, I need to find out. Please don't try to hunt the demon until we know Dean is okay. Can you please just do that for me? And John is like, I won't try to hunt the demon until we know Dean's okay. I promise I will do that for you, Sam. We'll see where that goes. Then we cut back to Dean and Tessa and they're walking together through the hospital. And she's kind of like, calmed down. And Dean's like, I'm really impressed with how well you're taking this. Like, you're taking way better than I did because I found out and I started like screaming, crying, throwing up. And she's like, yeah, I was freaked out at first, but whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen. It's fate. Like, if I die, I die. And Dean's like, that's, with all due respect, That's a load of horse shit. You always have a choice. You can either roll over and die or you can keep fighting. And then they are interrupted by a bunch of doctors running behind them. And he's like, oh, what? So he runs after that. He's like, Tessa, I I gotta go. So he starts running after them to come to a room where doctors are trying to save this, like, this young girl. Like, not necessarily like a child, but like like a tween, almost. And Dean runs in. And he's like, oh, no, this white shape is over her and it touches her face. And Dean runs in and like tries to pull it away, but he's too late. Like it disappears before you can get to him. And this girl like dies. So Dean's like, oh, no. And then the doctors are like, well, like we marked the time of death. Like and one of the attendants is like, well, at least she's not in pain anymore. So clearly, this woman was on the brink of death, or this girl was like gonna die. So Dean's like, "Hmm,
1: interesting, interesting." And that, that whole scene is supposed to be like, "Oh, that's the thesis of the show," like where he's like, "No, fate isn't decided. You keep fighting." Well, spoiler alert. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll, we'll have see to see about that. <laughs> so, so
0: the next scene. Sam is in Dean's room and he's holding a paper bag and he walks up to Dean like his body and he's like hey if you're here um I found a way to communicate and he pulls out a Ouija board and he's like okay I'm gonna do this we're gonna sit down he does this and Dean spirit Dean is like dude I feel like a freaking I'm in a freaking sleepover. are you serious right now this is not gonna work so sam sits down and he's like puts his hands on the um uh the the the, the what is it called the ouija board yes but the, the the stone oh i don't remember there's a name for it i can't remember i apologize but he puts his hands on the thing and he's like dean are you here dean's like all right whatever so he sits down and tries to move it and it works and he moves it to yes and both of them are like oh my god and Sam was like it's so good to hear from you Dean everything is such a mess like what is happening to you like what's going on what's like what is going on I don't understand and Dean is like all right cool so he spells out the word hunt on the board and Sam's like are you being hunted and it moves to yes and then we cut to this scene where it's like we see it almost like rotating the camera so you'll see Dean moving it in one scene and then another scene Dean will not or another shot, Dean will not be there, and it's just Sam. So it's a very interesting very cool. little yeah. Yeah, it's a neat little shot. But Sam was like, Oh, who are you being hunted by? And Dean spells out Reap on the board. And Sam's like, Oh, like a Reaper. Is it after you? And he moves it to yes. And Sam's like, You we can't you can't kill a Reaper. You can't kill death the way i started fucking laughing i was like (laughs) yeah i was like i feel like that might be something y'all do later in the show but who's to say a couple times one might say (laughs) but he's like sam's like no there there has to be a way there has to be a way we will figure it out we'll figure it out so he jumps up and he runs out to the hall He's like, I'm gonna ask dad, dad might know. And he runs out to the hall and he runs into John's room, but John's bed is empty. And he's like, oh, bitch, are you serious right now? You stupid fuck. Then we see a little surprise of where John is. John is downstairs in the boiler room of the hospital and he's drawing a symbol on the floor with chalk. We don't know what he's doing, but he's doing something. He's up to something fishy.
1: Why are there just, like, a huge empty room in the hospital? I mean, it's a boiler room. Like, they're not going to put patients in there. (laughs) I mean, I know, but, like, a boiler room ain't that big. Like, I don't know. They just, they were like, we need an empty space. They were like,
0: yeah, they, listen, I'm not a hospital employee. I don't know what they do. This is one of those situations where I'm like, I don't know enough about hospitals to dispute that. So Sam runs back into Dean's room. And he's like, Dad was gone, but I have his journal. And Spirit Dean is like, thanks for not giving up on me, Sam. Obviously, Sam doesn't hear him. But Sam goes to the page on Reapers, and Sam is, like, trying to read it. He's like, I don't know if there's a way to kill it. And Dean, like, looks over his shoulder and is reading it as Sam is slipping through. And he's like, oh, son of a bitch. So Dean is like, realized something that Sam has not So Dean, like, runs out of the room, running down the hall. And he goes into Tessa's room, and it's empty, like, her body is gone. But Tessa, the spirit, is still there, leaning on the empty bed. And she's like, hello, Dean. And he's like, I know what you are. (laughs) I know what you are. (laughs) I know what you are. (laughs) And he's like, it's funny. Reapers can alter human perception and make themselves appear however they want. Like a beautiful woman, perhaps. And she's like, I was wondering how long it would take you to figure it out and he's like how did you make me see like your body in this room and she was like I can make you see whatever I want honestly and he's like well why have you been toying with me and she's like you did not give me much much choice you saw my true form when I was trying to like take you and you freaked out so I figured this would be an easier way to usher you along and like get you to talk to me and he's like what do you want to talk about and she's like Dean You're dying. Death is nothing to fear. Like, you need to let go. And he's like, but, like, no. And she's like, it's your time. Then we cut back to the hospital boiler room where John is chanting in Latin. He's performing a ritual. And he's like, hee hee hee. And then someone from the hospital staff comes downstairs and is like, sir, what are you doing? Don't make me call security on you. And he's like, oh. Oh. You think I'm stupid? And who appears? But this this gentleman is like, yeah, okay. He blinks and his eyes turn yellow because he was the yellow-eyed demon. And John aims the Colt rifle at- or the Colt um, uh, revolver at him. And two doctors come in who are also possessed. Because <laughs> everyone in this hospital is just possessed, I guess. But two demons come in, they're like, almost working as like bodyguards. Like they're holding John back. But- He still has the colt aimed at the yellow-eyed demon. And the demon's like, I'm really surprised that you summoned me. I did not understand that you were suicidal. Do you really think that you could trap me? Like, did you really think that this was going to work? And John lowers the gun and he uncocks it. And he's like, I don't need to trap you. I want to make a deal.
1: Ooh. Okay, John. This is our first instance of winchester's making stupid ass deals over and over and over
0: again john you are off the shits then we go back to dean's room sam is talking to dean's like body in his room and he's like i couldn't find anything in the book i don't know how to help but i'm gonna keep fighting just just hold on and he starts like crying like he's getting emotional and he's like you can't go now we were just starting to be brothers again And it's this very sweet, like, very short moment, like, before we cut back to Dean and Tessa. But it's like, oh, Sam is also struggling. He's barely holding it together. Sam's like, listen, bitch, I am. It's It's not going well for me. (laughs) No, it's not. So we're back in Tessa's room. And Dean is like, Tessa, please, I need you to make an exception for me. My family is in danger. They need me. Please, and she's like, this is not the first time. She specifically says, this is not the first time I've plucked a soldier from the field. They all don't want to leave. Like, victory hangs in the balance, but the fight goes on without them. Like, the fight will be okay without you, Dean. Like, it's your time. And Dean's like, well, my brother might die. And she's like, maybe he will, but maybe he won't. There's nothing you can do about it. You're having an honorable death. Like, you.
1: there's nothing that you can do. So this scene is crazy to watch now because she says there's no such thing as an honorable death, whatever. And then the whole scene, I'm thinking, yeah, "Yeah." he (laughs) dies on a rusty nail (laughs) instead. That's all I can think about. But also I was thinking about, again, the last episode of this entire series where Dean dies. Sorry for the spoiler. um, Is really stupid because this is a really cool scene. Like, this is really cool. And Dean speaks to various Reapers and the actual death several times in this show and i know when they have him actually die at the end of this show like it's about them as the brothers and that makes sense but it would have been really interesting as a parallel to have him speaking to a reaper uh i know they they killed death again again spoiler alert uh they killed death again so he couldn't have been talking to death but it would have been really interesting for him to have another conversation with a reaper uh almost like this because like i was like oh this is the conversation he should have had at the end as well uh because you know it's you know it would have been it would have been very good and very poignant anyway let me write this
0: (laughs) yeah it would have (laughs) been nice this is phenomenal (laughs) yeah because she's like so as i was saying she is like this is an honorable death and dean's like there is no such thing as an honorable death like no i'm i'm maintaining that i have a choice You need to put me back in my body? Please. And she's like, Dean, I can't put you back in your body. And there is a choice. You can stay here, but you can't go back in your body. Like, your body will probably die. Like, your body's going to die, and you're going to be stuck here. How do you think vengeful spirits are born? By doing exactly what you're doing right now and not moving on and just staying here and letting your anger fester. Eventually... You're going to become the thing you hunt. You might get angry. You might start trying to hurt people. Like, is that what you want? You have a choice. But your choice should be that you move on. Like, you're going to become something bad if you don't. Then we go back to the hospital boiler room, where John is talking with the yellow-eyed demon. And the demon is like, Is this some sort of trick? And John is like, No. I will give you the colt and the bullet. I don't care but I need to help my son I need you to save him the demon is like do you know the truth about the other children like like Sam and the other kids like him and John's like yes I have known about it for a while actually which you'll remember earlier in the episode John said he had no idea and he's like listen this is not what this is about can you bring Dean back or not and the demon is like I can't but I know someone who can And John's like, okay, cool. Before I give you the gun, I need to go make sure he's okay and see him with my own two eyes. And the demon's like, we don't have a deal yet. I want something else. There's
1: something that I want just as much as the gun. Honestly, maybe more. He also... He also says, like, he's like, you know, you took something really precious from me, too, and which is, like, oh, his children, which is very funny to me, because, like, when we deal with demons a lot in this show, like, they don't give a fuck about each other. I'm like, I want to know about his whole family structure. (laughs) Absolutely. I want a family tree of the yellow-eyed demon, quickly. Yeah, like who is he having kids with? Are they adopted? Like, what's the deal? What I want their little yeah. family sitcom. I love a I love a non
0: conventional family. I do like the idea that he's really big on like adoption. Like yeah,
1: he's, he's he's just like these are these are my these are my kids. They're his uh, step
0: kids, but he loves them as though they're his own.
1: Yeah. Well, also, do we know who this other person who can handle it is? I don't think we, because it's supposed well, to be it's we'll, like another demon. But well. We'll figure that out. When we get there in the episode,
0: we can talk about it. Yeah. So we go back. Tessa is talking to Dean, and she's like, you can put the pain behind you. And he's like, well, where am I going to go? Like, you know, like, he's asking, like, am I going to go to heaven or hell? And she's like, I can't give away the big surprise. <laughs> uh, like, big I, news, I, Dean. I can't tell you that. But it is time for you to choose. And he's like, Okay so and he kind of starts to look like he's making up his mind and then the lights start to flicker and he's like okay i already am making up my mind like why are you doing that and she's like that is not me and then suddenly from the vent a bunch of black smoke just starts appearing and it goes towards her and she like violently screams out that they you can't do this and suddenly the smoke just goes into her mouth and her eyes turn yellow and she turns around to Dean completely different posture and she's like Today's your lucky day, kid, she says, and puts her hand on Dean's forehead, and then Dean pops up awake in his room, and he's like, eh," because he's choking, because there's like an intubation tube down his throat, but Sam is in there, and he's like, "Oh, okay, help, quickly, and what I think is, what I think the other friend that the yellow eyed demon was talking about, I think he means her, like, I guess, I guess she just lied about not being able to put it back in his body.
1: Yeah, or, or yeah, I, mean, I don't know, like, he's just, like, oh, I had to possess a reaper to do it, I don't know what that yeah, means. Yeah, it's
0: not, honestly, that line is not very explained when he's like, someone else can do it. I'm like, mm, okay, that was a little sloppy. I mean, I it's not that bad, but I was, I do remember watching it being like, no, what did you mean by that? But, we cut back to Dean's room, it's clearly like a little bit later. And Dean is sitting up in bed, and the doctor is talking to him and Sam, and he's like, yeah like everything is healed and here's a kicker he's like it's like you have some kind of angel watching out for you i had to pause and get <laughs> up and walk around the room i was like oh, Yeah, yeah and, and sadly here's the thing i wish it was our homeboy it is
1: sadly the angel he's talking about is the yellow eyed demon which is not great well actually um, to be fair castiel later does say like oh i've always been watching like, you whatever and you're like excuse me <laughs> so, even in the shower no um, <laughs> um, anyway especially in the shower here's the thing the combination of that line and then the fact that we'll get to what's that about that to happen happens what's about to happen and also like in this episode and the next episode and how dean is like clearly a very changed person after this um out of body experience i'm like he almost died and it made him gay <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, like Mm, hearing that and here's the thing Supernatural will keep doing that until we reach season four and we meet Castiel they will keep doing this shit like this it makes you feel crazy um like imagine them just dropping things like this and it's not on purpose and it has nothing to do with it and then they introduce Castiel and you're supposed to like just not care Like what no because that's the thing I'm like up
0: until season four I'm like none of this was like this up until season four anything after season four I'm like you guys did not plan this so, yeah, there's all this stuff, like, that kind of mention that's happening where you're like, wait a minute. So Dean is like, oh my god, Sam, what happened? Like, what what was that? And Sam's like, I don't know. What Like, what happened with you? And Dean's like, I don't remember anything. Like, I don't know. Like, the only thing I feel is like there's, like, this pit in my stomach. Like, I, I feel like something's not right with me. But, like, I'm alive. And then John walks in the door and is like, Hey, how are you feeling? And Sam immediately is like, uh-uh, we're not doing that. He stands up. He's like, so where were you last night? And John's like, I had some things I had to do. And Sam's like, you went after the demon, even though you said you weren't going to, are you serious right now? Your son was dying. And John's like, no, I didn't go after the demon. And Sam's like, I don't believe you. And then John has this moment where he's like, can we not fight? Like it's more resigned than we have ever seen John ever. Like, he's like, can we not fight? And Sam looks like shocked. And John's like, half the time, I don't even know what we're fighting about. Like, we just are butting heads to butt heads. Which is funny, because in this situation, it is very clear what they're fighting about, but I digress, that's not the point. (laughs) But I think when he's talking about half the time, other than right now, they do kind of just fight to fight, which is fair. But Sam's like, dad, are you okay? And John's like, I'm just a little tired. Do you think you could go get me a coffee? Clearly, so he's like, can I talk to your brother alone? And Sam's like, uh, uh, yeah, sure. So Sam steps out, and John talks to Dean. And he's like, Dean, this is a very heart-wrenching moment for John Winchester. He was acting his fucking ass off, too. But he's like, Dean, you, I put so much on you as a kid. I made you grow up way too fast. I remember when I would come home from a hunt, and I'd seen all these unspeakable horrors. I would come home and be a mess and you'd put your hand on my shoulder and say, it's going to be okay, dad. And I should never have put that on you. I should have been the one telling you it was okay. And you were here. You never complained. You took care of your brother and you took care of me. You were doing my job. And I'm sorry that I made you do that. I'm so sorry that I gave you that life. Like... I, I legitimately forgot that he did apologize. Yeah. And then I he's did. like And then he's like Dean, I am so proud of you and I'm proud of the man that you've become. And Dean's like is that really you talking? Are you a demon? And John's like,
1: yeah, no, like it is really me. That shit hurted when he's no. like apologizes for the first time and Dean's like is this a demon talking? You're like, "Oh.
0: No, Jesus. it's so dark.
1: But also, like, this
0: scene, honest. also, especially for the time, too, like, it's a really good apology, like, written, like, From he a wrote man. this apology really well, because he does say, like, here is what I did to you, and here's why it was bad, and I'm sorry, and I'm not making excuses, which is just, like, very interesting, because I'm also like, John, it's a little too little too late. This man is 27 years old, and you've already done this to him.
1: Yeah, yeah. i i i I do often for i forget that he did actually apologize because i'm still i'm like fuck john winchester all my homies oh my god is this why he goes to heaven
0: (laughs) dean's like why are you saying this stuff to me right now like what is going on and john's like dean can you watch out for sam for me and he's like yeah of course i will you know i will dad you're scaring me and john's like you don't need to be scared And then he leans down and he whispers something into Dean's ear and Dean looks like shocked. And Dean looks up at him and he's like crying. And then John turns around and leaves the room. And John walks to the hospital corridor and then he walks into an empty room. He puts the colt down on a table and he's like, okay. Then we see Sam walking down the hall. He has the cup of coffee that he's going to bring for his dad. And he looks in the room, he's like, Dad? And his dad's, like, lying on the floor. Sam drops the coffee and he runs and he's like, help me! And the doctors come in and they try to get John uh, back. They try to revive him. Dean, like, stumbles in. He's, Sam and Dean are both, like, looking. And one of the doctors is like, okay, we need to call it. Time of death, 1041 a.m.
1: And that's the end of the episode. You're like, uh, what? jesus you're it's you're like what the fuck i mean it's hard because you're like okay i'll give you that it's a good apology whatever but then you're like yeah and you you waited until you were fucking dying to do it 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 Mm -hmm. took you having a near-death experience and then your son almost dying for you to go okay maybe i fucked up a little bit yeah um so like hmm hmm
0: i think like what gets me is that i think too like i said like this is a pretty well written like apology and i think this scene is structured really well because it does really make you be like okay what gets me about john winchester is i think a lot of it is that he knows throughout pretty much the entire time that what he's doing is wrong for his kids like he is aware of that and i think that part of him is like well i have to do this like this is I'm doing this for the greater good and I think John Winchester has a very greater good type mentality and it 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 skews how he talks to his children and how he raises his children so it's hard to say like John Winchester is like a horrible all bad person But it is like clearly there were options like you have people like Bobby and you have people who like we're going to meet in the next episode like people that he has that he could have been like I need you to watch my kids or like I need to give them something so Dean is not protecting his brother like protecting his brother alone like clearly John has issues but it's hard to look at him especially after he apologizes and explains like I realize why what I did was wrong. It's hard to look at him and be like you're a fucker even though he is. Like, yeah you
1: know? yeah. also this episode introduces a lot of things that are resolved later like there are little things that are mentioned in this episode that like Dean feeling like hmm there's something off when he says that he's like hmm there's something off he doesn't remember he's like I feel like I had this dream but I can't remember what it was and he feels like something's off like there's all these little things that are dropped Um, there's this, this sigil of um the demon that he is summoning the yellow eyed demon it gives us a hint of the demon's name uh, like there's all these different things uh that they drop in this episode that they're like this is a little mascot tool we'll use for later um and it's very it's very interesting and also obviously just like the character arc stuff is very interesting um yeah this is like i will say honestly like this episode really gives a lot of like it gives a lot of
0: sam characterization but honestly i feel like this episode marks the end of Sam's last season arc of trying to figure out like how to relate to his dad while still being angry at him a lot like I think that this is the resolution of that arc whereas this is the beginning of Dean's arc
1: yeah if that makes sense yeah this uh, yeah cause as we'll see it it be this this is this is Dean having to look at his and I mean and it's symbolic too cause like his father has died and his father is the one who's defined his life for so long, so mm-hmm. he has to figure out who he is now. Um, and like, you can see why people really attach themselves to this shit because I mean, it's also like this episode and the next episode really has some scenes where you're like, this is kind of crazy to show this level of emotional vulnerability for like two ostensibly straight guys on, on TV. Uh, holy shit, in like 2006. Yeah. Okay, all right, it is, it is interesting because I feel like.
0: Th- this is something that there is a clear difference between seasons one through five and the rest of the show and one of the reasons is that eric kripke who is actively working on the show as the showrunner for those first five seasons and i am res- i am i am hesitant to say that like he is the reason that this show was good because there's so many people who work on it and so many writers but you can definitely tell when it moves under new management Like when, and and also you can tell too, especially now as as they become more popular and their budget rises, there's a lot more stuff. Whereas in season one, there are things that happen where I'm like, oh, that was clearly because the studio wanted it to happen. There are more and more stuff like that as we go on. But this, I think is really, this is very like, we know what story we're trying to tell. And then there becomes a point where it's like, we're just trying to tell a story.
1: And you're like, well, we'll see. And you're like, now what is the story, quickly? What, what is this, the story? The story becomes a Dean co parents a child with Cassiel. That's the story. Yeah, and Sam's also there, but we don't- That's, Sam's that's also unimportant, there. not important. He's co-parenting a blog. child with his boyfriend and his brother.
0: Obviously. So true.
1: We I, all I know been there. We keep, we keep spoiling this goddamn show. I'm so yeah. sorry. What I, what I, I love, love,
0: love is that Claudia will say, say the spoiler, and then say, spoiler alert
1: <laughs> after- <laughs> I mean, here's the thing: you don't really understand what the spoilers mean until later, so it's fine. Um,
0: and then it all clicks into place, and you're like, yet you stu- those stupid bitches on the Mystery Spot cast spoiled it for me."
1: <laughs> um, there's still okay. some reveals and stuff. Also, like that, I forget, like. And in, in this episode, when he, he whispers something in Dean's ear, when John does, I don't remember what the fuck he said. I was like, oh, I don't remember. Yeah, <laughs> so- no, I, I do kind of remember what he
0: said, only because, like, I remember season one and two of the show, like, very, very well. I remember, I feel like there's a lot of stuff in season two that I remember a lot better than I thought I did. I was looking over, like, the list of episodes. But I was like, yeah, no, these are, like, quite good. Like, there's, yeah. like, there's a lot of, like, I remember exactly what, like... I remember the vibe of what John says. I don't remember exactly what he told him, but I'm like, I think I have an inkling, but I'm not going to say it because I'm going to spoil it. Yeah.
1: Okay. Season two. Episode two. Let's go. Our next episode, uh, we're getting back into monster of the week, um, but we're still dealing with some of the fallout. So there's a lot. Going on in this episode, um, like real plot wise, and then there's like a random fucking monster, so th- th- these are the real gems of Supernatural. Um, this episode is called Everybody Loves a Clown, which is very funny to me <laughs> considering that Dean dies because some vampire juggalo clowns kill him on a rusty nail. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! <laughs> um, I just think it's very funny, and I kept thinking about it the whole time. Um, so the episode opens actually uh on this carnival called cooper carnival um it's really crowded it has all these families there's rides there's a freak show um and there's this little girl and uh she's kind of standing out from the crowd and she notices this creepy ass looking clown um behind one of the booths and it's waving at her and she's like oh mommy look it's a clown um And, uh, I'm sorry, she says it's another clown, because she's seen some, like, regular clowns in the rest of the the carnival. And she's, like, pulling at her mom, and, uh, her dad is like, clowns freak me the fuck out, like, Jesus Christ. Uh, So we are not doing that. Yeah, and, and he, and, like, by the time they look back, the clown isn't there. And, uh, I think, and I think she does, does she do it again? I don't know, I don't know. I think she does it again. Um, she's just like, "What? There's some clown happening." She's like, yeah, th- there's like- some clowning around, yeah. And so then they're driving home, and uh, she's looking out the window in the back of the car, and she sees this the same clown off the side of the road. And she says to her her uh, she says her pair, she's like, "Oh my god, there's the clown again!" And she like waves at it, and then it waves back. And they're like, "What are you talking about?" Um, later that evening. She's getting tucked into bed and she notices this like shadow on her ceiling. It's coming from the window and she gets out of bed and she looks out the window, which I'm like, what little girl would do that? I I would not. I'd be like, I will be staying firmly in bed.
0: Um, Mad respect for this girl, though.
1: Yeah. Braver than I. And she sees the same clown waving at her from the front lawn and she's like, oh, okay. And she walks downstairs, unlocks the front door and invites the clown into the house. Um, average, average child behavior. Yeah. I, as we go through this episode, I don't know if it's because they're kind of like possessed or magic, or if it's supposed to be like, oh, because it's in the shape of a clown that they that the kids trust them. Because I don't know any child that would be inviting the clown inside the house at 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 a late hour. Yeah, and I thought Not that even a too. dumb child. I
0: thought that too, and then I like skimmed through the episode. I rewatched that like first opening sequence, and I was like, I don't. I
1: think it's just because. <laughs> Because it's like, oh, it's a clown. But, like, why would you be inviting it in your house? Because why? You're, because according to the writers of Supernatural, children are dumb. <laughs> Literally, I was like, I don't think kids are that stupid. I mean, even kids who, like, are gullible and will, like, take the candy from the van, I don't think they're inviting a clown in their house. But uh, maybe some kids, but not, like, every single one. Um, So the clown takes her by the hand and she shuts the door behind him. So then it cuts to... Um, supernatural it cuts to the supernatural title screen and it cuts to sam and dean watching their father burn on a funeral pyre like luke skywalker with darth vader's body the whole thing is you're supposed to burn the body right um and they're like oh this is a hunter's funeral to be fair if they are using credit card scams to pay for everything could they not just pay for cremation it's it's a, it's
0: it's spiritual, okay. I Jeez. well, and I guess it's
1: like so they can make sure it's like done properly or whatever because like anything could go wrong. But like they could just like pay for cremation, you know. Anyways, um, so they're literally standing there watching their father's remains burn. Um, and in the wiki it says a typical hunter funeral, which we will see many times. Um, and Sam asks Dean. He's like, so did dad say anything to you before he died like cuz I wasn't in the room and dean's like nope and you're like oh dean you big fucking liar um and we cut to bobby's scra- car scrap car scrapyard and dean is working on repairing the impala or whatever the fuck is left of the impala it's not looking like a car it's
0: i don't know how he fixed it the way he did, because he basically popped the frame back out of the crumpled piece of garbage it was. So I'm like, okay, yeah. Dean, you know some tricks.
1: Yeah, Um. and it's been very slow. Uh, this is, like, a week later. and But it, it's, like, it's moving along somehow. And uh, Dean's, like, under the car, and Sam's just, like, standing there, like, hovering. And he's like, are you okay? Do you need anything? Whatever, whatever. And Dean's like, can you fucking stop? Like, I am just trying to, like move on live my life and all you do is ask me and he's like i'm fine i know i was in the hospital but i'm fine he doesn't know why he's fine but and um sam's like okay but like are you not do you not want to know like where the fucking demon is like we could still be in danger like why are you so fucking chill right now and he's like that's the reason our dad fucking died and dean's like we have no leads um and we have lost the only leverage because uh we don't have the cult um I believe they don't know they They don't know what happened to they don't know what happened to the cult um Sam's like hey so actually I cracked into one of dad's old cell phones because I have been digging through for leads and I found this voicemail it's four months old and it's from this woman uh her name is Ellen and it just says like hey John it's Ellen Look, don't be so stubborn. You know I can help you. Call me. And they're both like, Have you heard of a, a woman named Ellen? Has he ever talked about one? And he's like, No. Um So he's able to trace an address from the number, which I'm like, okay, she wouldn't be that stupid. Like to ju- to not use like a, a burner phone or well, something. To be fair,
0: maybe she was calling like from the like to be fair, she knows John. Like this is not just like yeah. some, like okay. I, and she also I, didn't I, leave I a super incriminating message. Like it was like, hey, give me a call, I can help you out. Yeah, like, that could be innocuous.
1: Yeah. Um. So they're able to trace the address back, and it leads them to this abandoned roadhouse in the middle of nowhere. Like you're literally like, what the fuck is like? Where the fuck? What is? Yeah, this? like freaking
0: freaking like Patrick Swayze is about to jump out and start kicking people.
1: Yeah, and um earlier sam and dean are like okay we have to ask bobby to borrow a car because the impala is all fucked up and um they get out and they're driving this like really old minivan and <laughs> dean's like pissed he's like i look like a fucking soccer mom also um, it has like wooden paneling on the side and i'm like dean if you were a lesbian you would be obsessed with this car <laughs> um again the lgbtification of dean it's happening um, so they go into this roadhouse. I'm like, you guys, okay, you guys hunt demons for a living and shit. Like, you just go in? Okay. Um, and there's only one person there. He has he passed out, lying on the pool table, appears to be knocked out, whoever this person is, and they continue to explore. And then, um, Dean's like, oh, I really hope that's a rifle. And there is someone behind him who has poked him in the back with a rifle, um, and there's this girl, uh, this young oh, and, woman. And she She's... has the best line. She's the best response to that.
0: What does she say? He says, he says, I really hope that's a rifle. And she goes, no, I'm just really happy to see you. And you're like, oh. She's a girly. She is one of the girlies
1: she's immediately you know she is a she is slaying the house boots she's 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 quite fantastic and then he's like uh sam can i have a little help and like sam comes out from wherever he was looking around and gets his hands up and he's like uh sorry (laughs) and now there's this older woman who's also very slay uh behind him um who's probably about john's age yeah who also has a rifle to his back and, and whatever and they're like uh hey uh and then Ellen's like um the woman the woman is like oh are you Sam and Dean like oh John Winchester's boys oh okay and then like she lowers her rifle and he's like oh hey welcome and oh also um before this uh after they had their little repartee Dean was like well you know you shouldn't like get that close to somebody with a with a shotgun because then they could do this and then he like whips around takes the gun from her and whatever um and then she immediately punches him in the (laughs) nose no it's so this
0: girl who's also about their age like the woman the older woman is like john's age and the younger woman is like sam and dean's yeah she literally
1: she punches him in the face um, and I'm like, yay, female characters in Supernatural. Woman, <laughs> women, let's go. <laughs> uh, oh, <uh-oh. laughs> yeah. um, not not a good sign. Being a woman be in re- Supernatural. Yeah. Um. So uh. So, like, Dean is sitting there, like, blood dripping out of his nose, and Sam's like, who? Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and,
0: uh, <laughs> they're getting schooled.
1: Funny. <laughs> they, get, they got their ass beat by like two seconds and um i was like oh i'm so sorry and uh sh- and he's like the fuck is this place who are you and she's like yeah. oh hi i'm ellen this is my daughter joe um and this is uh you know i own this roadhouse and he's like what is this like how do you know our dad uh and she's like oh it's just like you know people pass through and like most of the people i know are hunters it's a lot of hunters who come here um and She's like, she's like, so, I called your dad a while back. Um, You know, where is he? And, you know, if he sent you boys, and she's like, wait, he didn't send you guys, did he? And they're both like, "Mm." and she's like, is he okay? And they're like, "Mm." (laughs) and she's like, no. and And she's like, oh, and she's like, oh, I'm really sorry. And, um she and she's like well and they're like well can you still help us though and she's like well i can't but i know somebody who can um and she's like ash get the fuck up and the guy who passed out on the table gets up and she's like he can track your yellow eyed demon now this man who gets up he is my best friend <laughs> he's so he's so slay he has a
0: mullet like and like and not even like like a oh it's like a shag like he's like a real
1: mullet he's a real mullet he's wearing like a denim jacket um and like a plaid shirt yeah and he he's like huh? um and he gets up and he's like i gotcha and and uh is it and and he's, and, and and they're like and they're like can you help us? Whatever. Is this, this is the, this is the part where they give him the journal, right? Yes. Yeah. So they're like, he's like, give me 51 the, hours. Yeah. They're like, okay, here's our dad's notes in this journal. And Ashley looks it over and he's like, your dad's pretty thorough. Wow. Interesting. And he's like, your dad, your dad was, was he says all these like fancy words. And he's like, your dad's been like putting all this stuff together. And he's like, normally I, I'm, he's like, I've never seen anybody be able to track a demon like this. This is amazing. And he's like, Okay, give me fifty one hours, and you're like, who are who is this Yasin sleigh little little, like, like redneck nerd boy? I'm obsessed with you. Okay, if yeah. anybody has watched Stranger Things, I know we mentioned him last episode, but like this bitch walked so that Eddie Munson could run. Okay, like- no,
0: literally, I am. I will say I own, the only things I know about Eddie are from TikTok and Twitter, um, <laughs> so he just seems like a little guy. Um, but Ash is, like, Ash is, like, a little guy, but he's also a genius, and he's also just, he has a mullet and is proud of it.
1: Yeah, he's, a, this is, like, one of the first instances of, like, side characters in Supernatural who were way more interesting than Dean and Sam. Literally, I'm like, we they care- learned so much about Ash in this episode, too, yeah. and you're just, like, what is, what is up with you? You're, like, you're so cool, I want to know everything about you, where he's just, like, yeah, he's just, like, he's just a little guy, um, and he's, like, he's the computer guy, and he's, like, Give me a second. I'm also like, how do you have an internet connection and out in bone fuck nowhere um, in this place? It doesn't seem like it even has fucking electricity, but we'll go <laughs> on. Um, so they're sitting at the they're sitting at the bar and Dean is talking to Joe and they're like kind of having some some flirty repartee. And she's like, you know, usually like hunters would have like chatted me up by now. In um, <laughs> this moment, I think about it quite a lot. Uh, and he's like, and they're kind of like, hmm, maybe we should, whatever. And then he's cut, and then he just like takes a second, and he's like, yeah, no, I'm good right now, whatever. No. And she's like, what? <laughs> he, he is literally like, you know, usually
0: I would uh, I would be all over it, but I don't know, something's
1: different now. Yeah, and like, hmm. it it is. What's that different, he, Dean? Th- what's different is that his like father is dead, and he's like having a moment, but also. Hmm. you know what that means i was like you had an out of body experience and almost died and now you're like "Hmm, i'm not really that interested in women Hmm. Hmm. interesting Interesting. and the and the first way that the show shows that you're a changed person is that you're not really that interested in women anymore Hmm. interesting again the queer coding in this show is so and i'm telling you this because it's not the only thing in this episode (laughs) oh no literally
0: and it's like i think the other thing too is like i try not to view this kind of thing from a 2022 like i know how the show ends point of view but i'm also like i know how the show ends and i know that you enjoy the company of men at least a little bit i'm like
1: wait a minute this is the
0: beginning of his of his moment this is like when i said last episode was the beginning of a new dean arc this is what i mean yeah
1: like literally he's like you're like oh like this is him starting to realize things about himself and the first thing he realizes is, hey maybe i don't want to hook up with every woman i see and you're like holy shit and of course you're like okay that doesn't make somebody gay but because he's like so hyper masculinized and whatever it kind of does make him gay (laughs)
0: yeah well (laughs) Um, actually you know the thing that makes him gay is that i like him and i'm gay that's true like that's
1: what he's my poor little meow meow that that's what makes him gay um so they're like having that kind of little moment. And Sam is sitting at the bar and he's talking to her mom, Ellen, and he's like, "Uh, Melf. Yeah, who is a Melf? Absolutely." Um and he notices this folder behind the bar and he's like, "Ellen, what the fuck is that?" And she takes it out, and she's like, yeah, you know, sometimes I hear about I hear about uh, possible cases, and I save them for hunters, and I was going to give this to a friend, uh, but you can take a look at it. And it's this unsolved police case, and it's not that far from the roadhouse. And Sam's like, okay. And he, like, he gives it to dean and he's like, why don't we check this out? And... It cuts to them on the road. It is, like, pouring rain, which it isn't really raining that much when they're having their little in-the-car yeah, chats. No, we
0: don't see a lot of rain in this show, which I think is also because it's being filmed on a set.
1: Yeah. And they're like, oh, well. Yeah. Um. And so Sam's looking over the details. Dean is driving. And he's like, okay, so there's been several murders over the past month in this small town. And the most recent one was this last week. And the suspect was supposed to be this clown, from this carnival, Cooper Carnival. And um the daughter was fine and the parents have been murdered and they're were ripped to shreds. And obviously the cops have no lead. And I was like, hey cab. Uh the cops useless again. I was like, so true, Sam. Um <laughs> and um and he was like and all the employees at the circus have an alibi. They were all like tearing down the equipment at the time. And then the girl said that she saw the clown vanish in thin air so the po- so the police are just like oh she's traumatized um and they're like okay this definitely seems like a case for us and he's like so there no, actually this looks like a job for me <laughs> and he's like so there were some similar murders they happened back in like 1981 at the bunker brothers circus um and they're like okay well A spirit is usually settled in one particular location or with a certain person. And they're like, oh, no. It's going to be a cursed object that was passed between, which means we have to go on a fucking cursed object scavenger hunt. They're like, oh, this is terrible. This is how it's probably moving from city to city. And then they also kind of have a little discussion in the car where they're like, so, and Dean's like, so why did you take this case? And Sam's like, I think it's what dad would have wanted us to do. And Dean's like the fuck are you doing what dad would want you to do like have we switched places like what the fuck um that's kind of what's happening it kind of switched places and he's like "Mm, what's all that about um so uh we switched back to the carnival and we're inside a fun house I fucking hate fun houses so I this episode did actually scare me when I first watched it and there's this little boy his name is Evan and him and his dad are walking around the fun house and he's playing a video game I think he's playing like a Nintendo DS but like the sounds coming out of it are like from a fucking not <laughs> it's very funny um, this is 2006 so I'm gonna guess that he's playing Nintendogs <laughs>
0: yeah, he's playing Nintendo in the intense game Nintendo.
1: yeah, it is an intense game if you've ever played um the the, the dog show and Nintendo the the disc disc competition in Nintendox. uh-uh that's that's what real gamers do. So he's playing on his Nintendo DS and he's walking around and his dad is trying to be like, hey, like, you know, look around us, like look up from your game, whatever, whatever. Um, and I kind of agree with the kid. Like, I'm sorry. I would rather play a video game than go in this creepy ass place. I'm like seven. Um, That's unlike me
0: because I think that stupid novelty things are very fun. Very camp. I, I love that as camp. From a, from a young age, I knew, which I think maybe should have told me more about
1: myself. Yeah, but I, 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 I was I just fucking scared of everything. So I I would have been screaming and crying at the front of the fun house as my parents <laughs> dragged me in. Being like, you're going to have fun. I'm like, no, I'm scared which would have saved me in this episode and my parents. Yeah, exactly. So, they don't They don't appreciate you. Yeah, they don't appreciate me. So um, the kid is walking around and like he turns away from his dad and he looks up from his video game and he notices this clown in one of the mirrors waving at him. And he's like, huh. And he tells his dad, he's like, oh, I saw a clown. And he looks kind of scared. And his dad is like, oh, it's okay. Like clowns are your friends. They're fun. Um, there's nothing um, to be scared of. Clowns are your friends, buddy. Don't worry. Yeah, and they and they walk out of the fun house, and then it cuts to at night at the kid's house, and um, there's a clown, and he lets it in the house, and uh, he walks in his parents' room, and he wakes his dad up, and he's like, "Hey, dad, you were right. He is my friend." And it pans up to this kid standing next to this evil fucking clown, and the and the dad just starts fucking screaming. Um, we get back to the carnival and, um, Sam and Dean are like, okay, so we're going to have to like EMF scan this entire carnival to find whatever fucking cursed object this is. And Sam says, that's like trying to find a needle in a stack of needles. It could be anything. (laughs) Um,
0: and they also, (laughs) this is also an important thing to note when they pull up to the carnival, um there are police there
1: yeah and they're like
0: oh what's happening so dean goes over and talks to them and he comes back and he's like "Uh oh someone else got murdered
1: kids yeah which is crazy which is the parents of the kid we saw last night so uh they're like okay we're gonna have to get a job at the circus they keep saying circus or carnival it's a carnival we're gonna have to get a job at the carnival in order to be able to like walk around freely and scan everything um so they're trying to look for the guy who owns the place mr cooper and they're like they're walking around and uh they're like hi um you know do you know who mr cooper is and they ask this guy who has sunglasses on and um yeah, he's, he's like have you seen mr cooper yeah and he's he's like he's throwing knives and the guy is like is this a fucking joke and dean's like oh, what what do you mean whatever and he like takes off his glasses and like his pupils are kind of gray whatever and he's he's clearly blind and sam starts laughing he's like oh dean you were accidentally offensive and and he and he's like is this a fucking joke is a joke to you whatever and he's like oh no i'm so sorry like i didn't know whatever whatever <laughs> it's so it's so tone deaf
0: it's, it's so, so bad. bad like it's so it's bad this whole scene and sam's like laughing at dean as this like blind man is like what is wrong with you and i'm like first of all
1: no, no disabled people act like this. Although, unless like, they were, unless they were trying to fuck with him on, see, the realistic thing would be if they were actually trying to like, they were trying to fuck with him on purpose. Instead, it was is like funny. them. Which funny. I do like, love a
0: world that's harder for Dean Winchester. <laughs> Anything that makes Dean's life harder, I appreciate, but I digress. And uh,
1: God <laughs> I just imagine. Remember, God is writing this whole story canonically this is not like me being religious this is canonical he- not me being religious <laughs> <laughs> this is, canonical. is like guys no i'm taking
0: a step back from my staunch staunch catholicism <laughs> to tell you
1: um god is writing this and he's like you don't be fucked up if dean got made fun of by people in a freak show and that's what happens in this sh- this fucking episode um and then he turns around um and there's a little person who walks in who like works at the carnival as well, and he says something else. that's like has the word like it, it little or something, and and that guy's like really whatever, and Dean's like oh, and Sam, sorry, fucking ableist ass
0: <laughs> Sam is laughing his ass off. Like bitch, shut up. It's I'm not like, about you. Yeah, I was like Sam, like, it ain't ha, about ha, you. Ha you, ha ha. Dean, you made fun of disabled people. Like interesting. Yeah, interesting. You're like okay, uh, Sam.
1: You're like Sam. I mean. I just remembered so, you're a tech bro, Sam. I was like, I just remembered, Sam. I was like, oh, the internalized ableism is really getting your ass, because you are also all fucked up in the head, uh, which we'll get to later. Um, it was a dark scene. It was a dark day. It's a very dark scene, I, and truly, the way it could be less problematic is just if you had the disabled people having the agency, and they're the ones making fun of Dean, and they're be really like, oh. <laughs> um, because that would be quite funny. Um instead it was just like, and why did we do this? Why? Um It was not fun. Yeah, so eventually they find Mr. Cooper, who is the person who owns the, the carnival, and they're like in this trailer with him and they're like they're trying to get him to hire them. And they're like, Hi, Again, this is this is another part of this scene that I think about. This. And they're like, "Hi, um, we really need a job here." And he's like, "So, what's your experience on carnivals?" And they're like, "Oh, we work the Texas circuit." And he's like, "Hmm." And what did you do? And he like mentions all these different things. And they're like, "Oh, you know a little bit of this and that, whatever." And he's like, you, "You guys have never worked a carnival in your life." And they're like, "Yeah, we just like really need a job." And then <laughs> this man launches into this very problematic speech. Which I guess is also supposed to tip you off that he might be a little suspicious because he is being problematic. So maybe it is on purpose. Um, and he's like, "You guys seem like like normal guys. So go and like get a go back to school. Like get a real job. Like this place is for freaks uh, and for people who don't whatever." And you're like, "What?" And I'm like, "It's giving greatest showman." <laughs> no, it um, was. And- Truly, it, it's, 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 he's very, he's, like, and he basically he's like, yeah, like, we used to have, like, freak shows and stuff, and then they outlawed that, and then they put all the disabled people in asylums to rot, and they had honest work, and now they don't, whatever, and I was, like, mm, we don't have time to unpack all of that. I was, that. like, sir, you're so close to making a point, and then you did a hard pivot in, in, in and yeah. earning yourself a place in hell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, i do think narratively it is supposed to be like mm, he's a little he's a little grimy so he you are supposed to be suspicious of him that is yeah. the purpose in the in the episode you're just like Ugh. but he says this whole thing he's like this is for like freaks not like two like a stable body able-bodied, able-bodied attractive man. dudes um
0: that Sam has the maybe it is his <laughs> reply is so out of pocket. It is so funny to me because I'm like Sam, you are so he truly has main character
1: syndrome. Yeah, it's so a, dark. A, a dean is in there like, what the fuck? Sam is like, what exactly? What <laughs> he says, famous? with all
0: due with all due respect, we don't want a normal life. We don't want to go back to school. We want this. And, and you're like, <laughs> it's like Sam.
1: Mm, and also, you said that with a
0: little too much. Also, being like, no, but I don't want to be normal. I don't want to fit in.
1: Fucking Jughead ass. Okay. <laughs> okay. But Dean is sitting there going like, yeah. And you're like, hmm, that's really. And also. the also, turntables. And also, earlier on, he's like, go get yourself a girlfriend. You know, get a house. Have your 2.5 kids, whatever. And then both Sam and Dean are like, hmm, I don't uh, think I want that. And you're like, oh, interesting. Hmm that's very interesting hmm. it's so dark because like you're saying that a little too forcefully hmm.
0: well to be fair sam is saying everything a little too forcefully at this in this <laughs> juncture <laughs> but but dean cause... is like
1: dean here's like oh get a girlfriend and 2.5 kids and he's like if i have to do that i'll die he's like hmm I- i'm still real i'm still on a path of realization but again like a- another point in this episode where you're like something LGBT just happened to me um and obviously it's supposed to also be a reference to the fact that like when you live the hunter lifestyle you can't like live a normal life as well so it's supposed to be a uh, it's supposed to be a parallel there but again here comes the accidental queer coding of supernatural of like having a double life you're like oh oh boy okay uh <laughs> yeah. it's so much in this one problematic very problematic scene um it, it really does encompass supernatural, which is let's accidentally be gay in the most problematic way possible. Exactly. So, um, so they they're walking out, and um, they're they're walking out, and Dean's like, you know, you said that you were a little too convincing saying that, um, and he's like, you know, that you didn't want to go back to school that you and and you want to stick with this. He said ever, and he's like. I thought you wanted to go back to school after we like killed this demon and everything. And he's like, and Sam's like, well, you know what? Like maybe I'm rethinking my life. Who do you, what, what do you, whatever. And you're like, and Dean's like, oh, we don't have time to unpack all that. Um, yeah, he's like,
0: okay, Jesus, you don't need to be a dick about
1: it. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you being so mean about it? Yeah. Sam's like having a, Sam is also having a fucking moment. Um, yeah. so later on they're picking up litter. Cause like, they're just like guys who work at the carnival and they're split up and they're like, scanning things so they're like, they're like they're like they have little headphones on they're like they're using it as like a walkman and they're like trying to scan things for the emf and uh they don't find anything and um sam decides to go into the fun house to start scanning things and he's looking around and it's very creepy or whatever and he starts scanning like and things are popping out at him or whatever and um this skeleton pops out and it's supposed to be fake or whatever and he scans it and it like lights up a little bit and he comes back out and he's like has like dean on the radio or something he's like hey like i scanned some there were some bones in there and, he, and dean's like bones like real human bones i love that show and he's, like, <laughs> and he's like i scanned some bones and like there might be something like we got to check out the fun house whatever and the blind guy hears dean talking about human bones in the middle of the carnival he's like and the, huh? the blind guy's like excuse me what the fuck are you talking about and dean's like whoa your blind guy hearing is whatever and i was like hey cut out the daredevil jokes bitch dean stop dean you're getting you're gonna get canceled on twitter you need to stop i'm canceling dean the woke left mob is coming for dean winchester (laughs) (laughs) it's literally just that this man like passed close by and heard you loudly talking about ghosts emf and fucking bones and the guy's like what are you talking about with He's like, what is EMF? What is why? And he's like, and he's like, it's none of your business. He's like, he's like, we're a tight knit group here, and you're saying weird shit about human bones. And he's like, okay, fair. (laughs) Um, it's quite funny. Um, so then they they meet up, and um, they meet up, and then suddenly they hear a little girl, and she goes, look, mommy, there's look at the clown and they're like oh no and they she starts pointing and they look in the spot and there's nothing there and uh, they're like oh my god she, her parents are going to be the next victim whatever so they're like okay we're going to follow this family and they stake out her house which uh, is ostensibly a bit creepy Um, I mean yeah but like 90% of the things they do in this show is creepy if extremely, you don't have the context extremely creepy Um, they're watching the house and they see this little girl open the front door Um and take something invisible inside and they're like oh and and go up to the parents room and and they're like oh my god Oh my god, it's happening. And um, they break in the house and they they stop the clown like Sam is like holding the little girl and the Dean like is shooting at the clown with like rock salt um and the but the clown like it gets away and like he shoots it it gets back up and then it gets away and it like bounds through the door and they're like what the fuck and then the girl's parents come down and they're terrified and they're like what the fuck are you doing in our house with our child get that get out of here um I also just want to mention to take a second, um this family is black and Sam and Dean yeah. are in their house with guns so, it's so these, two, these two white men have broken into their house it's and so have their dark. daughter it's not good no uh, I'm like
0: you guys Sam and Dean are gonna get convicted of their first hate crime like what I was is like, wrong with you people what the fuck
1: is wrong with you guys um, it's, and
0: here's the thing I don't think I think that honestly in the end they were right like they did the right thing but I'm also like I love an opportunity to hate on Sam and Dean so I was excited yeah
1: I'm like you guys maybe didn't really think this one through did you um and so then it to just cuts fair, to that. again like... again to be fair to them there was not that much more that they could have done but i also just love yeah. to clown on them
0: i love yeah. to hurt their feelings <laughs> to clown on them <laughs> <laughs> exactly um, oh another thing that we have forgot to mention is that in the beginning of this episode dean is giving sam shit because sam is afraid of clowns
1: oh <laughs> Which is an ongoing thing that does continue and that does come back up later in the show and is also very funny, considering how Dean died. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway. yeah. When they're when they're in the car earlier, they' he's like, he's like, he's like, oh, you were always afraid. I was like, and and he's like, yeah, and you were always afraid of clowns. And he's like, shut up, whatever. Like, um, fuck you, dude. Yeah, and he's like, and they're, they're and the whole time they're laughing because they're like, clowns, really? They're like you know we hunt demons for a living what the fuck um which is kind of an ongoing thing they do bring this up constantly <laughs> um and i'm like you know what sam clowns are scary absolutely um i disagree clowns are i think clowns are slay okay well no so anyway. it's
0: true because clowns clowns are a group in society they live the clown code is to serve the cloud code is cloud clown code is to entertain <laughs> and people like to co opt that people like to be like oh i'm a scary clown actual clowns they deserve more respect than people give them and i will die on penny
1: pennywise needs to be canceled for the cultural appropriation Ex- and i stand no, by but that that's
0: what i'm saying i'm like dude stephen king i'm coming to your house actual clowns i'm so sorry that ugly ass bitch would do that to you the ugly ass bitch is stephen king
1: yeah, and anyone and, who's
0: ever made a clown depiction that is scary, and the writers are supernatural—that um, is true. But
1: that's always—they always need to. Someone be, has to be on their way to beat them. Yeah, up. somebody has to clown on them. <laughs> <laughs> we have—we can't keep doing this. So basically, um, it it cuts to them uh on the side of the road with that stupid ass minivan, and Dean is like changing the license plates and like packing up everything in the back or whatever. And he's like, "Do you think that they saw our car?" And they're like, "No, I don't think they saw." And he's like. Great, because I've always wanted to ditch this car anyway. I hate driving around this fucking minivan. Um, And they just start fucking walking, basically, (laughs) uh, because they were chased out of town by this fucking family, Um, as they should have been. And as correct, yeah. And as they're walking, Sam is like, "They don't have a car, but they have a car chat." Uh, Sam is like, "So, Dean, you have not been talking about our dad's death. You are not dealing with it." And Dean is like pissed and he turns around and he's like, y- y- can can people stop fucking asking me if I'm okay? Like, stop. Stop fucking asking me. I'm done. And um, he goes like, I'm going to start throwing punches if one more person asks me. And he's like, you know what? You're not. He's like, <laughs> reverse Una cars, He's like, you're not dealing with dad's death. He's like, you've spent your entire life fighting with our dad and now you want to do what you think our dad would want. And I think it's a little too little too late. And Sam is like, Yeah. You know what? Yeah, you're right. And then they have like a very awkward walk after that. And he's like Anyways, I'm gonna call call Ellen uh about this clown. <laughs> Which is objectively yeah. a very funny way to end that conversation. Gotta call Ellen about this clown. <laughs> <laughs> um and he's like okay I'm gonna go call Ellen about this about this clown and um, he comes back and he's like so her best guess is that it is a Rakshasa which is a is they the way they describe it in the show is a race of Hindu creatures that take on human form and feed on human flesh um, it, interesting it is, a, it is it is a it is a real thing the supernatural version is a bit of a bastardization I do believe it also exists in d d 5e again um, a bastardization. Yeah, again whenever we get into non-western things and supernatural, it gets a bit touchy. It's not terrible in this episode, but it's still a little it's not great, but it's not the worst. Yeah, it's not it's not there is far worse in the show. Oh, absolutely. Um but yeah, and I, I mean it's a bit of a hmm okay. It was just like, all right, they needed another monster of the week. Okay. All right. Um and he they they say that okay they can make themselves invisible they can't enter a home without first being invited and they usually live like in squalor they sleep among like insects they're like they're weird dirty demons and you're like is that from the original lore or did you guys make that up okay uh all right so and he's like okay they have to feed like a few times every 20 to 30 years which is something that comes up in supernatural a lot where they're like oh this monster comes back cyclically Uh, you know it only has to feed however long which explains the timeline of them only killing every couple of decades with these different circuses um and uh and dean's like okay so how do you kill it and he's like okay well ellen said that the way to kill it is by using a dagger of pure brass now okay no because
0: here's the thing I have to, a bone to pick. for those yeah. of you who, For those of you who don't know, I work in a music shop, so I work a lot <laughs> with instruments. I know a lot about the composition of metals that you use to create instruments. Brass is its entire, an entire genre of musical instrument, right?
1: Yeah. Do you
0: guys know, and I noticed immediately when the episode happened, pure brass is not a thing. Like, you, call, you don't mine brass. Brass is made of copper and zinc. It like is. It's an it's alloy. An al- it's an alloy. Like, like you can't you can't have pure brass. Like it doesn't work
1: that way. The writers of Supernatural literally just
0: say words. Like they could have like, said pure copper, pure zinc. And I don't no. even know
1: if that's a real thing or if they just made that shit the fuck up for this episode. So it feels like some shit they made up. Because also there is an important part. There's a reason why
0: that is made of that that gets covered later in the episode and that's another thing i have to i have
1: a bone to pick with but we'll get there yeah this is an episode really to upset ollie um and even if that's just supernatural (laughs) even if it was it was it would just be like you could have just said made of brass like anyway we're being so pedantic um but they're like okay wait what and they're like hold on what if okay the 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 different like the thing that has been the same in both of these shows has been the owner they're like oh my god mr cooper he's probably the spirit he's been there and they're like yeah there was a picture of his dad when he was describing to us like oh my dad used to own this he's like "It, it looked just like him like maybe it's been him the whole time they cut to the carnival so then dean's like i'll get the dagger I think I know where I can find one and it cuts to the carnival and Dean goes to the blind knife thrower guy and he's like okay I think he might have a dagger of brass that they can use and meanwhile Sam is sneaking into the owner's office to look for bed bugs and you know anything that might say that it is a nest of one of these things and the owner immediately gets his ass with a gun and he's like what the fuck are you doing here and um it cuts back to dean and the blind guy invites him into his office and he's like oh like you know oh you there you could check in the in the trunk in the corner and dean opens it and he finds the clown suit of the clown that he shot the night before and he's like oh my god the blind guy is the rakshasa not the owner oh i am i am now trapped in here with it oh no and he looks back and the blind guy like his face starts to contort into like kind of like what a creepy clown would look like and then he vanishes it's so what's also really funny to me is that it was
0: clearly made like they clearly have a bigger budget so they were more excited to use cgi but it can also tell that it also shows that they were like let's use cgi because it was like it was so i was like it looks like a snapchat face filter and i know it's many years almost 10 years since this episode came or over oh my god almost 20 years since this episode came out i mean it's still pretty Um, scary so it is scary but it's like the technology has advanced so far that i look at it and i'm like oh that's bad
1: it's (laughs) It's dated it's quite funny to be honest to Um,
0: be honest
1: it's quite funny to be honest if i'm um... being right with you (laughs) and um he and then like he's invisible, and he starts throwing knives at Dean, and Dean's like, "Oh my god!" Um, and he like runs out of the office, and he's like, "Oh my god, it's throwing knives at me!" And um, he's, he like runs out of out of the out of the out of the office, and he meets up with Sam, and Sam's like, "Yeah, um, it was not the it was not the owner guy. Like he thought that I was a peeping tom." And then Dean's like, "Oh, it's the blind guy." um he's fucking throwing knives at me and he's invisible and they're like oh my god and they're like okay we're gonna go into the fun house and we're gonna try and trap it and you're like because they're like because sam's like so you didn't get a brass knife and he's like no and he's like okay i guess we'll try and trap it and you're like what the fu- what what is this idea you're gonna trap yourselves inside a fucking fun house with this thing like sure okay this thing
0: that works here that probably knows the fun house
1: better than you i'm like never said they were smart they're god bless dumb. them they're so dumb um but it has made itself invisible so they go in there and it starts throwing knives in the fucking funhouse so like they just see a knife like come out of nowhere um and they're like (laughs) and um sam's like i have an idea and he there's an organ inside it's actually very specifically it's a calliope and that is is a calliope okay And, and that that is important so
0: so keep that in mind
1: yeah, so Sam runs over to it and he starts to break off a piece of the pipes because he's like, I think he assumes that it's brass and I'm like, is it? And though? here's the thing. Here's the thing that I, again, something that I know to
0: be true is that calliopes are made with either, generally speaking, the the tubes or the whistles are made with brass or copper. So I'm like, Sam, you really,
1: like, he must have read that shit somewhere. What, was Sam in... Like, was he in some sort of music group in, in college? That dealt with a calliope? I don't know. I would also... And what if he was, he studying
0: music theory? We know he was pre-law. Sadly, okay, but like... Okay, but like... I, minor, in, minor in music theory? I minor in a, world music?
1: Dean is now pinned, like comically with knives to like in uh, his jacket sleeve yeah. like holding him to the wall. And I'm like why wouldn't it just kill him immediately? But okay, sense of the, for the story, I guess. Um and uh he and they're like oh, we can't see this thing and Sam's like I got a big brain and he turns on a vent Again, I don't know why there's this. There's a vent there. He turns on a vent, and the steam starts coming out. Again, I don't know why there's this uh, this amount of steam. Well, because it's
0: it's like this steam because it's a because it's a calliope, which is like a steam organ. But like it, like the steam I, would like, evaporate and it wouldn't have that. It, but that it is it wouldn't, correct. It, wouldn't... It, it it doesn't make sense. I'll be I'll be honest. I was trying to find a justification. It doesn't make
1: sense. No, you're like it, the steam comes out and it starts to like they can kind of see where the thing is because of the steam. I'm um, like see what would make more sense is that there's just a fog machine for the ambiance in the fucking funhouse. That would make a lot more sense. But um we're not the writers. Sneaks- they don't pay us to
0: to come up yeah. with ideas.
1: Yeah. So when it, it sneaks up behind Sam and he basically he takes the brass metal and he like he spikes it and he gets its ass and um all the steam is leaving the room and we it's still invisible and we hear it like screaming and it decomposes into dust it's like very weird and fucked up yeah. and we cut back to the roadhouse yeah. and they're uh, like we gotta get the fuck out of here yeah and ellen's like wow you guys really you really got this thing and uh ash our special little boy let's go uh, ash ash Nation. Yeah, yeah he comes out and he's like where you guys been i figured it out i i've been tracking the demon it's been more than fifty-one hours, and they're like, Ugh. and he's like, "Listen, the demon is nowhere to be found right now. But your dad had all this information, so I created a program so that if it pops up, I'm gonna know. I'm gonna know instantly when that that motherfucker pops up." Um, and he's like, he shows them his computer, and it's very like mid two thousands. Tap 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 tap. I'm in. It's 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 so it's so good, um, and. And and like anywhere, all over the world. And if there's any signs of a demon, like cattle mutilation or crop failure, electric storms, all these kind of things. Um, and he's like, I'm, I'll call you if I hear anything, if my program finds anything, whatever. And the brothers like, how the fuck did you make this? And I was just like, Oh,
0: yeah, I, I went to MIT. And, Which, like, and then he says, I went to MIT. And Dean's like, wait, you went to MIT? And he's like, yeah, you ever heard of it? It's a school in Boston. And I'm like, OK, <laughs> obviously you did not major in geography because it is a school in Cambridge.
1: Yeah, he's like, I, yeah, I went to MIT. And then I got kicked out for fighting. And you're like, I want to know everything about you. Yeah. And, he, and then Dean's like, Dean then also has a moment. <laughs> Here's, the Here's the thing. Here we have gay moment number three. He Ash walks away. And Dean is like, oh, hey, I like the hair. And he's like, he's like, thanks. Uh, what, what business is... in the front, party in the back. Because <laughs> it's a mullet. It's like it's a, a long mullet. <laughs> it's a long mullet. And I'm like, Dean. And you know what? There was here's... no reason for you to say that. And here's the
0: other thing. Dean didn't say it in a shitty way, which yeah. is when he, when he always compliments Sam, where he's like, hey, dude, looking like a jag. But no, he was <laughs> it's like, your hair hey. looks like shit all the, like... the time. Yeah. He's like, hey, I like the hair. Like, it was very genuine for Dean to be talking, to say to another man, which you're is like, not something we've seen from him before. You're like,
1: hmm, okay, so. What we're And saying then immediately he, the next moment. Immediately. Yeah, immediately. Then we, we cut to Dean having a conversation with Joe, the girl, and um, she's like, so am I ever going to see you again? And he's like, listen, he's like, do you want to see me again? And she's like, "Yeah, okay." And he's like, "Okay, listen. Normally I would be hitting on you, but wrong time, wrong place." And you're like, "I'm sorry. What the fuck does that mean?" And like, it's supposed to mean like he's just not in the right headspace right and now. And he's maturing, like he's growing. Yeah, he's mature. I'm like, "That took a while. You're fucking 27 years old." But like, you know, it's supposed to be like oh he's gone he's had a literal out of body experience he almost died his father died like all this stuff whatever but combined with everything else that has happened the there's an angel watching over you and then the um little conversation where they were really invested in we're not normal and then uh, i don't know if i want to hit on a woman and then nice hair to ash dean winchester you are not beating the allegations dean winchester i have some news i know what you are i know what you are um literally watching this was crazy so we cut to bobby's place um dean is working on the car again uh and sam comes up to him and he's like i don't actually like this scene
0: no i don't
1: like yeah Sam comes to him and he apologizes and he's like, I'm really sorry that I tried to pick a fight with dad the last time we saw him. Um, I probably know dad died thinking that I hate him. Um, and I know that like what I'm doing is too little too late. Uh, and he's like, I feel guilty and that's not okay. Um, and I just want to say i will say eventually they both emotionally do get to a different place but this place right now of sam feeling like it's his fault when his father only apologized to sam to dean he never apologized to sam and he fucking actively lied to sam the whole time and now sam feels like all of this is his fault even though sam was never in the wrong sam wanted to like go to school and be told information as an adult and now yeah. sam is the one who feels like he's done wrong And is apologizing to Dean. I was like this is not Yasmin. This is not Slay. Um,
0: Yeah I understand. I think that the thing too is like. If this was framed as like Sam is in a headspace. Where he feels like it's his fault. Like that makes sense like I think if if it was shown as like a stage of grief that would be more interesting but it isn't really played that way like it's played a lot more like Sam is coming to terms with the fact that he was wrong when in reality
1: he wasn't yeah and it's a bit apologizing to his brother a little bit but then he uno reverse cards it back on Dean and he's like I know I'm not okay but neither are you bitch and he walks away (laughs) he walks away and then this scene i will never forget happens where dean (laughs) takes a crowbar and starts smashing some of the junk cars around him and it's like a solid like minute of like shaky cam watching him just like whale on some different cars and then he starts he beats the shit out of the trunk of the impala like his own car i was like wait is that the impala that he just spent all that time fixing It's supposed to be symbolic because it's like this dad and whatever whatever but you're also like we did all this work to get out of toxic masculinity and now we're back i just like
0: the idea of bobby sitting in his house and he looks (laughs) out the window and he's like oh
1: no i'm not i can't deal with this right now (laughs) poor bobby um and you're just like and i just want to say i think this is very ooc of dean because dean's like dean has always been a little fucked up but he's more like self-destructive with his tendencies he's like i'm gonna go eat smoke and drink and he's not lashing out like that which i think like to be fair i'm gonna punch a wall kind of guy
0: like fair i think that that is almost like in this scene it is like this is not normal for dean
1: Cause he yeah. does it and then
0: he kinda steps back and looks at what he's done and he's like, Oh, I need help. <laughs> like something's <laughs> wrong with me. You're like, uh oh. Um like I do think that there is a certain point of this being like he finally fucking snapped and had a moment that is out of character for him. So like I don't hate that. I just it just makes me like whenever I see a white man doing something like that, I'm always like, Oh, I don't trust <sighs> that. You're like, hmm, don't love that. Um, the yeah, like, next That's thing not you my- to do he's gonna start he's gonna start drinking too much and punching drywall.
1: <laughs> No, literally, I was like, "That's not my dean, <laughs> just And I was like, "He's this is all part of his journey to realize that he's gay." He's um, overcompensating with masculinity now because
0: he's like, "Oh my god, I had weird thoughts about Ash. I need to do something masculine." He's like, ah. I was like, ah, "I need to like hit cars with a crowbar, shit." <laughs> he's like, um, "That's the most manly thing I can think of." Meanwhile, <laughs> Bobby's inside drinking his fucking tea. Like, oh, no, Don like, really did a number on these boys, huh? <laughs>
1: yeah so this episode is really important it introduces the roadhouse and introduces uh ellen joe and ash who are pretty big characters my homies they are, they are my icons um i would love to see them more it establishes sam's uh fear of clowns i will say about this episode this is one of those ones
0: that i'm like i really liked the parts that had to do with the roadhouse but everything else i kind of hated
1: yeah. like i was just like
0: Like, I think sometimes this show will introduce such interesting side characters that I'm like, oh my god, I forgot. And then I'm like, shit, everyone on this show is so much more interesting than the Winchesters.
1: Yeah, and also because it is supernatural, they will die.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and there's just, there's so much in this episode too. Like, I feel like the fucked up creepy clown, like, it's, it's, it's just never been very entertaining to me. Well, also, this is and definitely like,
1: another instance of, okay, this is a Supernatural TV show. At some point, we're going to have to do a creepy clown episode. Like, the you know they had this one in the can. And with that, thank you so much for
0: listening. For more Cursed Supernatural content, follow us on social media at Mystery Spotcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. You can also ask us Cursed Supernatural questions in our TikTok Q&A or by emailing us at themysteryspotcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed listening to us suffer, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, Overcast, or anywhere that you can leave podcast reviews. It really helps us out, helps people discover the show, boosts us in the algorithm, etc. If you want to hear more from us, we are also two of the co-hosts of Rupal's Podrace, a queer Star Wars podcast. And yeah, we will see you two Tuesdays from now. For more slaying people, baiting things, and the supernatural business,